Hi, everybody. It's the Me and My Boyfriend, Nicole <laughs> podcast. My name's Aurora. And I'm their boyfriend, Nicole. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. It's been so long, I almost forgot how to do this. Like, I know, right? I'm like, we're back. We're still alive. We're st- yes. Literally. Literally. Yes, we've we've had some things going on. I'm sure you'll understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, we thought we were going to record like a week or two ago, and yeah. then some more stuff went down. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, so. Um, Nicole and I got COVID. If we you- did. Because uh, we've, you know, spent so much time together. We have right. to share this, too. Yeah. <coughs> we not only got COVID, our both our whole families got COVID. Literally, it took out, like, an entire clan. Like, yeah, yeah. And we were on the first two weeks mm-hmm. of um, lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, so. Quarantine. Yeah. So, my older son um, started showing symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then I did. And so, immediately, we went and got everybody in the house tested. Mm-hmm. And crazily, I was negative, mm-hmm. but then both my sons were positive, so we just all went on quarantine yeah. for two weeks. And then I told you about it, and you were like, I think we need to go get tested, too. Yeah, and then meanwhile, my brother's girlfriend, her son, yeah. got COVID and um, exposed her and you know her other son and her two other sons. And then the whole house. so it was like double whammy. Like yeah. who knows where it came from? Like at that point, yeah. like it was just well. And so many of us work with yeah, the public, exactly. And so there's no telling, yeah. you know. But we all ended up getting it yeah. together, mm-hmm. and we made it like what a year or two without getting over, it over. Like yeah, like almost two years. Yeah, like, and since th- this whole thing started. Basically. And then it's crazy. We got it at the same time from like two different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we did the first two weeks, and we're like, okay, that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then something happened. Um, yes. And so then I started getting sicker. Um, I should have been done with it. And I started getting sicker and sicker. And me being me was in denial about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my son, Christian, who lives in New York, was like, you have to go to the hospital. He's in nursing. Mm -hmm. And so is his girlfriend. Um, And uh, I'm like, you don't know anything. Even though they've been dealing with COVID in the hospital for the last two years. And they both have had it. Apparently, I... Mm-hmm. In my wisdom, thought they didn't know anything. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, how can you diagnose, diagnose me from so far away? And he's like, uh, because I've been working with COVID for now for like two years. And, oh, oh, I had it. And I'm telling you, you have every symptom that you probably have COVID pneumonia. And I was like, I'm 47 years old. I've never had pneumonia in my whole entire life. Why the hell would I get it now? <laughs> and how can you diagnose me from all the way up there? You know, and he's like, you need to go now because I was having problems breathing. Mm-hmm. And it was actually when we were supposed to be off of quarantine and I came over yeah. to hang out with you for the first time. Yeah. And I was driving to your house and it was the first time I didn't realize I had really like sat up and been like by myself mm-hmm. and like doing an activity which was yeah. driving yeah. this is a really good time to let's figure out we can't breathe <laughs> and <laughs> please do not operate heavy machinery <laughs> oh my gosh and i didn't take any medication the whole yeah. time you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i was like i got a i got like uh you know an air co- purifier like I'll i'm fine. fine i'm fine yeah um and so um this is what happens when you're the child of an addict and so you're terrified of Tylenol. Yeah. Okay. Um just for myself, I gave my son medication medicine. He was good, okay. But um I digress. So I'm driving to your house mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I don't know why in the middle of it I realized I hadn't taken a deep breath in weeks and I decided at that exact point I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> 
And I go to take one and it is knives stabbing through my lungs and my chest. And I had to pull it off on the side of the road. And I was like, I can't breathe. But I've already committed and I'm halfway to your house. So fuck, I might as well keep driving to your house. Right. So then I get to your house and I am like, it's not having a panic attack. It's just realizing I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And now that I consciously realize that to it yeah i can't go back to shallow breathing yeah right and so it's so painful but i'm just like it's just part of covid like you're just healing right (laughs) so i go in and we like try and watch a movie Mm -hmm. and stuff and poor Jaden is still exhausted and healing from it too like you know and, and you and me are there and we're like trying to eat and stuff and i'm just like i just don't feel good like I, something is wrong i really need to go home and so i go home and that night i'm just like i just something's not right yeah it's just not right and so um christian's telling me i need to go to the hospital right we only have one hospital here in town <laughs> and it's questionable that's even a hospital should we uh even say its name or is no. that blasphemous no they can people can look it up they'll know they know where we live so then um <coughs> so i I'm like, I just need a nap. I just need to take a nap real quick before I drive myself to the hospital. Because mm-hmm. this was already a great idea to drive once. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to get a nap. So I get a nap and I end up going to the hospital like at midnight, right? ER, midnight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be less people there anyway, right? So I go in. There's no security or anything. Like, you just walk up in there. There's nothing that says you have to wear a mask, nothing. But I put a mask on anyway. Yeah. You know? And let's remember, I never tested positive for COVID, but I just went ahead and put on quarantine and put everybody else because the rest of my family had it. So well, obviously you also I had, had it. symptoms. Too. I did have symptoms too. I never lost the sense of smell or taste mm-hmm. like you did. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, I know I'm getting sicker, so let mm-hmm. me go. So I go and I tell them what's going on and stuff. And they're like, but why did you come into the hospital tonight? And I'm like, because I have shortness of breath, like I literally can't breathe, mm-hmm. you know, like something's not right. And when I breathe in deep, it's like sharp stabbing pains, right? And so, of course, I always make everything about me. So now all of a sudden this whole episode is turning in about me, like your <laughs> COVID wasn't legit. Anything. I don't know. I'm just mentally processing the fact that I'm doing this, but there's a point to this story, okay? So, um, yeah. So basically they do an x-ray, right? Mm-hmm. And they tell me, I've been sitting there for hours, and they just tell me, you have pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Here's prescriptions. Here is doxycycline, because I'm allergic to um, penicillin. Yeah, right? same. And so they're giving me that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, a cough syrup kind of thing, and then I need to get some, like, mucinex. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, um, I really need a blood test. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we don't do blood. The emergency room... At a hospital, and they're like, we don't do blood work. And I was like... Which doesn't make any sense. Right? And I was trying to explain to them why I needed blood work, and they wouldn't hear it. They're like, you need to go to your primary for that. We've already helped you. Like, you need to go. Oh! Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So now I have to drive myself home, and I've been told I have pneumonia and nothing else. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I've always thought pneumonia was really serious, but apparently it's not in today's world anymore. I guess not. Yeah, so I go home, and I've got the medication, and I start to take it, and I just get sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours, I'm sicker than I was before. Yeah, like, you're vomiting, like, you can't keep anything down, can I can't you? keep anything down, I can't, yeah. like, I can't move, like, yeah. it's just getting sicker and sicker, I have massive headaches, and it's just getting worse and worse, and so... Um, I'm to a point where I just feel like I'm going to die and I'm just like, okay, whatever. 
Like, literally, I mm-hmm. called you up morning, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. And I'm just like, I love you, but I just, I can't anymore. That is not me, people. No. That is not me, right? That is not no. who I am no. as an individual. I'm like, fight, fight. Like, you know, life is wonderful. It's beautiful. And I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. My son started having a lot of pain and started having diarrhea, too. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, maybe we have stomach fires or something, mm-hmm. you know? So my son and Christian in New York called um, my ex and my youngest son's father and was like, you need to take them to Vanderbilt right now. If you don't take mom to Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, she will die in the next 24 hours. And I'm like, dramatic much, bitch? Okay. I'm like, well, I guess he just wanted someone to take us, mm-hmm. you know? So, which I have my other adult children living here. It's not like we were by ourselves during all this, but they're, they're getting over COVID too. Right, everybody's and, sick. Yeah, so nobody can take me, mm. you know? And even though we finished our quarantine, if you've had COVID, you know, it doesn't just magically go away like the flu. It doesn't it, stop after 10 days. Like, it's, it's still hanging around, yeah. And you're still exhausted. Yeah, exactly. Like, everything, right? So, uh, basically, he takes us to Vanderbilt. Now, it's a totally different experience at Vanderbilt than the hospital that was here. Mm-hmm. There's security. Like, you can't just walk up in that bitch. Yeah. Okay? And you have to have a COVID test and go through all this questioning and stuff before you can even go in there. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be in this hallway that's, like, off of the hospital, mm-hmm. just waiting in there to see what happens. Yeah. And you cannot take anybody in with you. Like, there, anybody else has to sit outside in these chairs, and nobody can come in the hospital. Like, it is locked motherfucking down, mm-hmm. right? As it should be. Right. Right? And so I'm in there with my youngest son, who's 16, but he already tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, if, if you have, even though it's been a couple of weeks, like it doesn't just magically go out of your system, mm-hmm. you know? But I didn't have a positive test yet, so they had to test me again. Well, it came back positive. And I told them about how I supposedly have pneumonia. And mm-hmm. they're like, is it COVID pneumonia? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, they didn't give you a blood test? And I'm like, no, they told me they don't do blood work. Like, and they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, but that's not why I have problems. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? And so the doctor says that she thinks, because they, they unlike the other place, listen to my chest. Their mm-hmm. place didn't even listen to my chest. Yeah. They didn't do any ABCs, which is like your airway. All that yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. They did none of that. Okay. And the only thing they did was take my blood pressure, which was 90 over 51. That's low. Girl. And then they did my little finger thing where they tell you your oxygen. My oxygen was 88. Which is an automatic. They should have admitted you to the hospital. Right. They didn't give me any oxygen. They didn't offer me any breathing treatment. Nothing. They didn't even listen to my lungs. They just sent me home with a prescription for antibiotics. And we're like, go away. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is freaking out. And they're like, your lungs sound good. Mm-hmm. Like, we're afraid that you don't have pneumonia, that your x-rays were read wrong, and that you might have blood clots in your lungs. And I was like, well, that makes more sense because I can't breathe, but I'm not having problems breathing. It's so hard to, I'm not getting any oxygen. Yeah. So they did a CT scan, right? And the doctor comes back to me and she tells me, she's like, you're not going to believe this. She was like, you do have pneumonia. And I was like, all right. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but you have COVID pneumonia. Now I'm like, what's that? And she's like, okay, so... Regular pneumonia is if you have a score over 24, mm-hmm. right? Then it's regular pneumonia, which is like liquid, like where you're drowning, whatever, yeah. like, and your lungs are not working properly and stuff. COVID pneumonia is totally different. And if it's under 24, then you have that. She was like, you have 0.00025, so you 100% have COVID pneumonia. 
you should not be having 97 to 100 oxygen now. Mm -hmm. And Whitey was at 88 the other day. And then your lungs don't sound bad, you know? Like, you have it, but something's not right. And I'm like, I am so exhausted at this point. I just don't even care anymore. Mm -hmm. And Nikki, my youngest son, has to go over to the children's hospital because I have to have all this testing done. They can't keep him with me. Yeah. And so I'm telling him goodbye. And his dad's outside. He can't come in, right? And my son's 16. He's a big 16-year-old. He's, like, six foot tall. Like, he's a big boy. But he's still a 16-year-old kid. He's still a kid, yeah. And he's looking at me, and he's never talked to me ever before like this in my life. Um, and he said to me, he has autism, too. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, um, I don't feel like I'm ever going to see you again. And I was like, what? And he was like, I need you to look me in my eye and pinky promise me that I'm going to see you again alive. And I was like, how does he know that I'm, like, totally ready for him to go and just go to sleep and not wake up? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I feel, right? And so I'm like, okay, I pinky promise you that I will make it and I will see you again, right? And inside, I'm going, how can you promise that? And it was like, I'm telling this kid I'm seeing him again, right? <laughs> so he's like, okay, I trust you. And I'm like, all right, weird. Okay. And so he goes with his dad, like he has to go out with his dad and go to the children's hospital side to get checked out. Mm -hmm. Come to find out that his pain is because he has arthritis and they are giving him a referral to a rheumatologist. Mm -hmm. um, it might be psoriasis arthritis or it might be rheumatoid arthritis. My mother had that. Mm -hmm. Like there's something arthritis wise though with his joints and everything. That's why he's having so much pain. It has nothing to do with the COVID. He's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and his dad texts me this later. I'm like, okay, good. He's, he's okay. Right. Right. Um, we can handle that. Um, but I am like slipping away. Right. And so the doctor comes to me and she says to me, okay, what's going on with you? Like, mm -hmm. what is it? And I said, I, you have to understand, I already told a doc, I already told a hospital what was happening to me, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Plus, I'm so blood lost at this point, which you'll understand in a minute, that I just don't even care anymore. I just want to go to sleep. Right. But I promised my kid that I will stay alive. So I'm like, okay, we're going to try one more time. I'm like, I am bleeding to death. <clears throat> and she said, what? And she literally goes to check me. She's like, were you in a car accident? Mm -hmm. Like something happened? I'm like, no, I have no energy. I'm like pushing away. No, that's not it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, tell me what you're talking about. And I said, I am bleeding to death. I have been having my period for four weeks, which sounds normal. Like, now it's not normal, mm -hmm. but you're thinking, oh, spotting or something. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm soaking pads every 30 minutes to an hour where I'm breathing through clothes and still clotting. And I'm sorry, I apologize, people. I know it sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's a little graphic, but it's fine. <clears throat> Keep but going. you can get the thing. <clears throat> I am literally bleeding to death. And I don't know why. Something's not right. But I need you to check my blood because that's what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure she'd already done blood tests, yeah. but I don't know exactly. I mean, it's a little fuzzy at this point. Right. Um, but she comes back to me and she said that my blood is so low that I am like 100% anemic. Like mm -hmm. um, anything below 22, you need a blood transfusion. And like mine's like seven. Girl. Yeah, and I don't remember what exactly everything was, but um, so she's like, we're admitting you to the hospital and we're not admitting you for the COVID. We are because we need to watch that. Something's, mm -hmm. you know, not right. <clears throat> she's like, but 
you need a blood transfusion and we need to figure out how to stop this blood and what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so I was in Vanderbilt for like three days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they gave me a blood transfusion and everything else. And I ended up living. Mm -hmm. Yay! You're here today. I'm here today. Thank you, Vanderbilt. I love you. Like, you're amazing. And, you know, Clay for taking me. Mm -hmm. And um, Christian, you know, my son for forcing me to go. And he's all happy. Like, I saved your life. I just want that box checked. (laughs) Yes. He's officially the favorite child. He's, yeah, yeah, according to him, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course. Of I'm course. like, I love all my children the same still, okay. But no, no, no. But no, no, no. He's yeah. the favorite. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Leo, so yeah. it makes sense, okay. <laughs> but um, my point of sharing all this is, is that normally I'm a huge advocate, right, for um, believing in yourself mm-hmm. and listening to your gut and everything else. But there's this other thing that I learned about, I love you so much, Aurora, I really, really do. You have no idea how much you keep me going in life. Oh. Um, yeah, because you're one of the people that kept telling me to go to the hospital, and I didn't want to do it. Oh, oh, was I, okay, so I didn't want to be that bitch, but I really remember being like, I know I told this bitch to go to the hospital, but she keeps you, crediting everybody no, else, no. but it's fine. You kept telling me that one, the day I called you when I went to the hospital, I was like, I don't even care if I live anymore, and you're like, who are you? Mm. And you're like, this is not you, and you stay on the phone with me for two hours mm-hmm. and got me laughing and everything mm. else to where I cared about living. But I was literally bleeding to death, okay, in my defense. Mm-hmm. But you kept telling me, like, no, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the hospital. Just go one more time. Like, you're like, the hospital here isn't a real hospital. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it is a legally re- a real hospital. Legally, I've had surgery there. On paper it yeah. is, but it's that bullshit. It's that bullshit. You live in a small town. They yeah. give you, like, stupid people. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. They it, almost killed me. <laughs> and I know lots of people that's happened to. Yeah. But you kept me going and kept telling me, kept telling me. And you're the one that made me tell everybody else what was really going on. Um, I love you. It's the truth. Because I didn't want to tell anybody else. I just wanted to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I had, I wouldn't be here now. So, um, yeah. So, when you can't, this is the big message. When you can't trust yourself anymore, because that's not me. Mm-hmm. I am not someone, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have children. I have family members. I have friends that have serious depression, anxiety problems, or have had that on and off their yeah. life. My mom had that, everything else, right? But it's not who I am. I mean, yeah. I have normal ups and downs, but I have never been where I'm just like, I don't care if I go to sleep and never wake up again. Yeah. Like, I have responsibilities. I have children. I have grandchildren. Like, that is not me. I am fight and chew my arm off to live, okay? Literally 128 hours up in this bitch constantly. Yes. Like, we will cut off it all. Yes, yes, right? Um, It's that survivor mentality growing up in trauma where you literally didn't know if you were going to live or die. Anyway, that's another episode. (laughs) My point being is, is that when you can't trust yourself, when you get to that point, a lifeline, you have to trust the people that you've put in your life. You have to trust people that you love. You, Trinity, Hunter, Mm -hmm. even Clay, my ex, my son, Nikki, my son, Christian, Sarah, who I call my daughter, too. They've been together like eight years. Like She's yeah. like my baby girl, too. Her calling me and telling me to go to the hospital, everything else. Them staying on me. You staying mm-hmm. on me to talk to the doctors, to keep going until we found out what was wrong. Everything else. Like, all of y'all together, my village, my tribe, saved my life. And it's because I couldn't trust myself anymore. And so I trusted y'all, mm-hmm. even though I fought it a lot. And thank you. Like, I love you. Like, you are truly my family. Like... I am so thankful for all of y'all and that I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're a little invested. A little. Yeah. Right? Like, we care about you a little bit. Yeah. So we're like, okay, maybe this bitch shouldn't go. Yeah. 
right? Like, yeah. I'm not that bad a person. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little like, vain sometimes, like, a little Leo. But it's fine. But like, it's we, fine. We still love you. Right. Like, I'm the comic relief. You're worth it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to make it all about me, but I mean, I no, did almost die. I, well, I but, feel like you could have one episode. Okay, I got one. Okay. Yeah, 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 well, the next one will be all about yeah, you. I the promise. Next one's about me. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> I love you so much. No, but seriously, hearts and candies and sunshine and sparkles. But thank you. Thank you for being my best friend. Thank you for being my life partner, my my everything. Hearts and kisses. I love you. Let me just kiss your hand. Let me kiss the queen. Kiss but, the ring. Yes, kiss the kiss ring. The ring. <laughs> um, and for being a part of my family. Like, you are my family. Yeah. Like, you know? Well, just to talk about the whole family thing and, like, um, oh, I really think we should talk about some other stuff in another episode. Okay. Because um, just one of the things, that, we should talk about the things you learned. Yeah. Like, during this whole experience, if you want to share that. Yeah. But um, I thought it was so, like, kind of perfect that we all got COVID together. Because it's like, no, this is, like, our family unit. And, Mm -hmm. like, all of us got COVID. The only person that didn't get COVID in the family unit was my mom. Was your mom. And that's because she lives by herself. And, like, we were purposely, like, isolating ourselves from her, Mm -hmm. even though she didn't care. (laughs) She didn't care. Girl, we're going to have to talk about the flow. Okay? (laughs) So, we're going to talk about the flow. And the next episode is going to be all about you, about the float and the rake in the yard yeah. with COVID because leaves are important at some reason and how oh your mama God. would not leave us alone, even though we kept telling her. Like, mom, I have COVID. Like- yes, yes, yes. That's that's next episode. Yeah, yeah. No, but I do think it's a beautiful thing that we are family and like yeah. we all got it together. Yeah. And my brother and I were talking and Rhea about how truly blessed we were, because even though we were all sick, like. And you did almost die. Like, for the most part, like, it wasn't the COVID that killed you. It wasn't you. the COVID, like, yeah. Which is shocking, because yeah. can I just say, it's a real thing. Um, Clay, my ex, mm-hmm. texted me today. It's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this. And said that, I'm going to cry, one of his best friends had the exact same thing that I had. He had double, double COVID pneumonia, and he died last night. Like, it's a real thing, people. Like, yeah. people are really out here dying. COVID is very serious. Like Very serious. For the most part, like, we really walked away really lucky. So lucky. Um, because we had pretty mild symptoms. Like, for the most... Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I felt the best out of everybody. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. I was like, roll dog in it yeah. through most of it. Um, and the rest of us pretty much had, like, really bad flus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jaden had like a really bad headache. Yeah. Um, he had a horrible case. Yeah, he did. He, he had it the worst. Yeah. Out of all of us. Yeah. And then Um, Hunter, my oldest son, he had it the worst out of all of us too. He has a lot of, um, dietary and, Mm -hmm. and issues and stuff too. Um, and he's been really sick before with like a platelet disorder. Yeah. He's good now, but, um, so his body is so much more sensitive, I think even, you know? Um and stuff. So yeah, yeah them two had the had worst. worst. Yeah, and even then they're fine now. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, we're really, really lucky. Yeah, yeah. And my thing, yeah, I got pneumonia and everything else, but it was the blood loss. Yeah, that was, was the thing that put me in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're really lucky. Yeah, yeah. Blessed, truly blessed, yes. highly favored. Yes, I'm like, thank you, God, thank you, universe, thank you, Vanderbilt. Yes. Thank you to all the doctors there. Thank you to the doctor that listened to me and heard me. And all the nursing, the nursing mm-hmm. staff, they were amazing. They were so sweet, so kind. 
So I'm allergic to wheat and dairy, which don't sound like a big deal. No, it but is. it's a huge deal when you're in the hospital and you have to eat the food that they have. Mm-hmm. And you have these dietary restrictions. And it's so bad that it's better for me not to eat at all than it is to eat something that I can't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, because it will make me so sick. Like if you have celiac, like it is horrible, right? Right. But they were so sweet to me. The nutritionist, the nurse... The nurse went down to the cafeteria and got me like a voucher and got me a salad, which is a plain spinach salad, and then got every kind of vegetable and topping that they had mm-hmm. and, and then brought it back to me. And it was all individually done so that Aww. I could pick out whatever I could eat to make sure that I ate. Like That's really nice. They were so sweet to me. And then bringing me juices and stuff. Because I said I can have apple juice or orange juice mm-hmm. and water. And then brought me like an apple and a banana. Like mm-hmm. they were so sweet. And then the nutritionist figured out my diet. And I went through everything with them. And they made sure I had food. Mm-hmm. But like at that very first, it was so hard to explain. Yeah. And I needed to eat so bad because <laughs> my blood was so low. You needed to replenish. Yeah. But they were so wonderful. And like Vanderbilt's not the only hospital like that. Like no. I told you, my kids mm-hmm. work in hospitals in New York. Like there is so many people out here. Um, working in hospitals, working in um, ambulances, like Mm -hmm. people everywhere, all the emergency people out there, the police officers, the the staff at the hospital who helped clean up. I was on COVID, like, precautions. Mm -hmm. So, like, they were literally putting on, like, full body, like, cover everything. Yeah, anytime they came in and, like, there's a red trash can for anything that I touch in the room. Mm -hmm. And the lady that came in to clean my room was the sweetest woman ever. And she was like, don't even feel bad. You're okay. And I'm like, I'm so sorry I'm exposing you to this. And she's like, honey, it's okay. It's Mm -hmm. my job. I hope you feel better. Like, happy holidays. It's all gonna be okay. I'm fine. And I was just like, I was crying. I was like, I'm sorry. I'll try and push it out the door. And she's like, you just had a blood transfusion. Like, you <laughs> can't do anything. It's okay. <laughs> Sit down. Yes. But it was so sweet. Like, everyone was so gracious. And it just made me think, there are people out here who've been doing this for two years. The whole time. I can't imagine, the like... The whole time. I can't imagine that. And have seen their friends die. Like, mm-hmm. there are medical staff that have gotten COVID and passed away. Like, that's why they're doing all these precautions, yeah. you know? And... They're still out here fighting the fight. They're still out here saving lives. They're still taking that chance every single day. And they're doing it not just all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. And I just thank you. My family thanks you. We thank you, like, for everything that you do. And um, stay safe. Because you don't have to care. You don't have to care and you don't have to do the job. You don't have to do the job. Because, I mean, we literally, you went to a hospital that... They did. They did. I, I don't want to say they don't care, but they was real low invested. <laughs> low invested. They was. They was like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we'll take your insurance and we'll take your we'll $100 copay. We'll take your money, girl. And I haven't worked in two weeks. Yeah. But get away. And gave yeah. me the wrong medicine that almost killed me, by the way. So this is what I have to wonder. Because um, this happened to my uncle at one point. Yeah. Um, the way people look. Mm-hmm. determines what kind of service and care that Talk they Talk about it. Yeah. So my uncle looked terrible by the end, like emaciated. Like he definitely was struggling like with addiction and things like that. And when you look like that, because girl, when I saw you, when you left, you was looking a little rough. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, questionable. I wonder if they almost like 
profiled you. Yeah. And was like, ooh, this woman is, like, trying to get, like, drugs or some type of, like, care. Yeah. And they were like, just go. Just go. Oh, yeah. I looked like death, too. Yeah. yeah. In all fairness, like, yeah. I looked like something was wrong with me besides yeah. COVID. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was bleeding to death. You may have had that meth look. Yeah, it, it's fair. My skin literally looked gray. Yeah. And like... Hanging off of you. Yes. Yeah. You had all your teeth. But yeah, like, I, yeah, I had the teeth. But, you know, that could be implants. That you could don't be know. anything. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you had a family that cared about you and got you some like... Yeah, good dental care. Yeah, it's, it, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah. And in our area, to be fair, we have a serious problem with that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. almost wonder if that's what happened. Yeah. And then they're so overwhelmed and overrun... That they're just like, get out. Yeah. Yeah. And legitimately, I didn't see a doctor there at all. Yeah. Nurses are amazing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. But we're talking about an ER. They were so understaffed. So understaffed. They had like three nurses running the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't blame them in that aspect. Mm-hmm. However, you are a hospital and you're responsible for people. And you didn't even check my blood nor listen to my lungs or anything else. Is like... Nursing 101. Yes, and my oxygen level was 88, and my blood pressure was 90 over 51, and you put me back in my own car. Didn't even check to see how I got there. Nothing. And just were like, okay, here, pay your bill and go. They didn't ask me anything. When I went to Vanderbilt, Mm -hmm. they put me in a wheelchair and took me out, and I couldn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. until my daughter pulled up, which was she was right there and pulled up. Yeah. They're like, let's make their sure this one gets home. They, They will... They and didn't they just. Called you. Oh my gosh! Yes, they called me like the next day or two days later, mm-hmm. and it was a recording, mm-hmm. right? And it was like press one if you have any questions. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions about your home care, if you have anything like medications you need, if you're having any new problems, mm-hmm. if you just need to talk to someone, do you need anything? Like press one, and we will help you with that. Press two if you're okay, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I pressed it, and they're like, "We will call you back." in uh 48 to 72 hours to see if you need anything at that time and they did yeah yeah what <laughs> like i went home and you still want to check on me and make sure i'm okay and then they called me back a live person called yeah. me back to schedule an appointment with me mm-hmm. in two to three weeks to have a follow-up appointment. to have a follow-up appointment yeah what this is crazy this is real care (laughs) i haven't heard from the other hospital not once (laughs) they were like hope she didn't die don't know who she was or how she got here but she had a hundred dollars or she had a hundred dollars for that copay and had insurance that went through like (laughs) i how much you want to bet my bills more at that first hospital than it was oh probably well i don't know you did stay three days i did so you never know but still they didn't do no blood work they didn't know blood work though i'm really curious as to what how much that bill was yeah Girl, girl. And my kids want to sue. It is negligence. Yeah. 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 There was like, if that had turned out to be blood clots instead of pneumonia, and it was on, home. bitch. Yeah. 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 And I was like, you know what? We're just happy we're alive. Let's just leave it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything worked out. And we love Andy. So. We're okay. Right. But the moral of the story is, is when you can't trust yourself, trust your other people's. Yes. Let them take care of you. Don't be so pig-headed like me where you're just like, <laughs> I'm fine! And you know you're not. You're not fine. No. So, thank you for listening to our story. Yes. And we love you, and we're back. And we're back. We're we, back. We missed you guys. We I missed did. recording. Oh, I missed it so much. But you know what I missed the most? Me. I missed you the most. Oh. Beautiful. I know. Those two weeks where we didn't see each other, I was like, 
<sighs> Life just didn't feel right. Where's Nicole? Which was, I mean, we technically could have been with each other right? the whole time, but neither, <coughs> neither of us really had energy to right? like. But um, I do want to say, do you see what happens when um, you're not around me? I I literally almost died. Yeah, that's 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 the moral of the story that I'm taking away. Yeah, so like you need to always be around yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. Life I'm not, partners. Yeah, exactly. I'm not that clingy. I'm just fungus. Yeah. Forever. Hashtag fungus entertainment. Yes, exactly. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, we love you. Love you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Any okay. hoozles. Bye. Bye.